You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. Welcome back to the Preppy Podcast. Today, I am so excited. I am chatting with Liz of Accessory Belts. If you love accessorizing, and especially with belts, then you need to know of this brand. Their pieces are so cool and so luxe. So I'm excited to chat with Liz about how she came up with this idea and how it's been going. Uh, In the meantime, though, as always, you can find all the Preppy Podcast merch, including our newest uh, Millie Kate Times The Preppy Podcast tote bag, which is really fun and under $100. Uh, But there's so much other merchandise there too at thepreppypodcast.com. That's a great way to shop and support the podcast so I can continue making episodes for you guys. All right. So why don't you tell everyone who you are, where you live, and what you do? My name is Liz Dye, and I live in Chevy Chase, Maryland, and I am the founder and creative director of Cecily. Awesome. I did not realize that you were in Maryland. You're not that far then. I'm just um, outside of Philadelphia. Yeah, you're close. You live near a lot of my a lot of my family. Oh, awesome. So now did you grow up in Maryland or where did you grow up and sort of what was your childhood like? Were you interested in fashion or were you creative and always, you know, designing clothes for your dolls? Tell me about you as a child. Yeah. So yes, I grew up in Chevy Chase and then moved back here. Um, after college. And I'd say that, yes, I've always had a creative spirit. Um, My mom would take us to the toy store on a rainy day or a cold day. And I was um, always gravitating towards the arts and crafts section and would spend hours at the kitchen table um, doing various crafts. I'll never forget in elementary school, I was thinking about this the other day, we uh, were studying Rome and I was given the topic of a Roman villa. Mm-hmm. And I sat on my bedroom floor for hours listening to Madonna tapes and constructing this Roman villa out of um, like that hard poster board. Yeah. And I did hand painted murals and I tiled the floor with real tiles and got real fabric for drapery and, and the beds. And I remember bringing it into school and putting it on the table with all the other projects and thinking, huh, I guess I didn't have to do all of that. But um, for me, I always had this intrinsic motivation um, that was driven, I'd say from a desire to create, to challenge myself, to do something that I loved. Um, And I never really knew how to do projects like that any differently. It was never about getting an A. It was never about being the best in the class. It was um, this personal gratification that I got from um, creating and completing something that was challenging. Um, And I think that I'm still that way today. Um, In terms of... um, being an entrepreneur, I actually started a belt business when I was in high school. 
I did a couple of things in high school. I designed for our fashion club and uh, at school and and uh, sewed some uh, various lines for our high school fashion show. Um, and then I created or started this belt business. I'm sure many listeners will remember the the grow green ribbon belts. And I started making them for my brother and then his friends. And then that kind of cascaded. And I was, I got asked to sell them at some local school, like spring markets. Um, and in addition to the belts, I also made tote bags where I would just, I'd buy the tote bags, but then I'd take off the tote, the canvas handles and I'd put on grow grain ribbon handles and then I'd get them monogrammed at a local monogrammer. So um, at a pretty young age, I found myself, I, I ended up going to college with a good chunk of change and I discovered what it felt like to be financially independent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember thinking, I, I never want to let this go. I always, I want to work. I want to do something that I love. Um, and I always want to be financially independent. So, I love that. Yeah. I think that's so cool, though, that you were able to have this little belt business and tote business in high school. And I totally remember those belts back in the day. <laughs> we still have them. They've held up really well. Oh, my gosh. I love that. And it's so <laughs> funny. Like, we'll talk later about your business today. But I feel like it almost comes full circle. <laughs> it does. A lot of these trends. I mean, gosh, maybe they'll come back someday. Yeah. So then you mentioned college. So when it came time for college, where and what did you study? Did you go into something more design related, more business, more entrepreneurial? Tell me about that. Um, No, totally different. So in addition to being creative, I also loved um, helping people and loved working, volunteering in in a hospital close by. So I ended up um, going to UVA, University of Virginia uh, for nursing. Oh. So I went to the University of Virginia nursing school and became a nurse and still did those rib- ribbon belts a little bit. Summer after my freshman year in college, I lived in Charleston and, and continued making the belts and selling them at the local open air market on Market Street in um, Charleston. But after that, I had to buckle down and focus on nursing um, so yeah, I became a nurse. I worked for four years and went back to Vanderbilt and got my master's in nursing, um, and became a pediatric nurse practitioner. And I'm still, uh, I've been at that same hospital for 17 years and still work there today. Wow. That's amazing. I love how, you know, you, you have the creative spirit, but then also clearly this passion for helping people and, um, you've, you've leaned into that and continued with that as well. Yeah. I mean, nursing, I, I wove in creative, um, and endeavors into nursing as well. I mean, first of all, I'm in pediatrics. So I remember interviewing for jobs and going to this one pediatric hospital and it was white walls and white sheets. And there was just, there was no color. There was no fun. Um, and I ended up choosing the hospital where I, I literally the hospital that looked like it was more fun that had <laughs> just I, that I, where I, I just pictured myself working hard, but also having fun with these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, in nursing, I started um, a line of 
so I work in trauma and burn and I, I created this line of sun protection um, shirts and hats um, for my burn patients for all the kids in the hospital, like the kids of uh, employees. And then also the proceeds would go. So every shirt that an employee bought uh, with every shirt that an employee bought, one would be donated to a burn patient to help prevent scarring. Um, But these shirts were, colorful and fun and exciting for the kids to get kind of at the end of their, once they were healed. So um, that's just one example of, of ways that I uh, tried to weave some creativity into uh, my nursing role. I love that. I feel like us, like a lot of entrepreneurs, um, our brain never stops. We're always thinking of different ideas, always almost filling our plate too much, but that's when I thrive. So um, I totally can relate to that. And I I love that you're keeping that creativity going. Well, thank you. I mean, it's definitely, I've I've heard other entrepreneurs talk about it, but I do think that nursing has helped me a lot in my current role. I mean, very early on as a, as a nurse, you learn to multitask. Mm-hmm. If there's nurses listening, they'll, they'll, they'll uh, laugh when I talk about the, the, the task list that we have for each patient, this digital task list, and it's never ending and things keep getting added on and you have to learn how to prioritize, um, which patients to prioritize, which tasks to prioritize, um, and just kind of how to how you're going to get everything done at the end of the day, then you always have to be on your feet and ready for the unexpected Mm. um, to learn how to pivot and be resilient. And you might have a sad day, a sad patient, or um, you might have a really exciting moment, but you have to learn how to remain focused and keep moving forward. Um, And I think, yeah, all of those things are important skills in addition to interpersonal skills um, that I learned from nursing that I definitely use a lot today. Definitely. I mean, those are great skills for any business owner or entrepreneur. Um, So let's talk about your belt business today. Like when and why did you decide to start it? Um, Yeah. So I actually started a pandemic related uh, business in the pandemic and I was making um, mask lanyards for kids because they didn't really exist yet. And I thought, oh, here these kids take their masks off and put them on the table and they get dirty or they fall on the floor. Anyway, I created a website for that business. That business ended up being so successful, but I knew it wasn't going to last forever. So I was kind of searching in the back of my or thinking in the back of my mind, I, I love having my own business, but what what am I going to do? Um, and one day I was getting dressed and I put on this uh, elephant belt buckle that my grandmother gave me when I was in high school. And I thought, gosh, I have worn this buckle in high school, um, college, all four pregnancies. I'd kind of cinch my waist over, uh, you know, just big pregnancy dresses. I'd cinch my waist with it. I'd worn it for 20 years and I thought, huh, I wonder if these exist anymore. And I did a quick Google search um, and then looked at, you know, some big brands and I couldn't find anything like it. And so that's kind of what sparked the idea. And um, 
I kind of took it from there and just tried to see if I could create these or recreate these belt buckles. I love that. I think that belts are, I worked for a woman in college and she loved belts. She said they tie together any outfit. Um, So I have been a big belt person ever since working with her. And I really do agree that they kind of step up your outfit a little bit. And like you said, you could be wearing just a really loose fitting, unflattering dress and make it look a little bit better. Um, And you can wear that, you can wear that same dress. It's nothing against the dress. I have (laughs) dresses that I was wearing one at the pool yesterday. And then I went home and put a belt on to go to dinner and it didn't even take off the dress. So what's great is it can kind of yeah, it can change up your outfit. And also I thought to myself, gosh, I don't, I can't think of, I couldn't think of very many things that I had worn for 20 years Mm. that had held up and that I'd had for that long. And it had sentimental value, right? So every time I put it on, I think I thought of my grandmother. So there are a lot of reasons why I thought that this business might be, might be, um, the buckles might be cool for other people as well. Yeah. So tell me some of the first steps to launching it. Obviously, it sounds like you're very entrepreneurial and pretty good at figuring things out and making things happen. Um, But for those listening who might want to know more about that, like what were some of the steps from idea to actually having, you know, a prototype and samples and getting a website? Like, how did you launch this? Um, So I did a lot of Googling at first. Um, I knew I had to find a manufacturer. So I tried to contact as many businesses as I could find. Some were in the U.S., a lot were overseas. And I had them start sending me samples of buckles that they made. Um, And then I I mean, this costs money. So you're investing in all of these samples. Um, And then when I found a company that I thought, might be a good fit, not just off of the samples, but be off off of the communication that I had with them. Um, I had my sister draw a bow. That was our first design. And she just was a, you know, pencil sketch. And I had it, uh, it got made into a CAD image, so a 3D, a 2D image, and then a 3D image. And then the company made a sample and sent it and the color gold was awful. Um, and I, <clears throat> I wanted to change it. They said they couldn't, uh, long story short, they ended up coming back to me and they agreed to work on finding the right color. Um, and it kind of took off from there. The belts is a whole nother entity, um, but same process, just looking for belt companies, talking to, as many people as you can, um, and, and investing in the samples and looking for a quality, uh, product and then finding a price point that you can manage is balancing that with quality. Um, yeah. I love that. You just gotta, you know, go to Google, right? <laughs> That's yeah. where a lot of, a lot of great ideas start. There's a great um, site. It's called Makers Row, and it's it's mm-hmm. a monthly subscription, but it connects you with America uh, businesses in America. Um, so that's a good, a really good resource. And then Alibaba is a great resource for um, finding companies or manufacturers internationally. 
That's a great tip. I feel like a lot of people have talked about Alibaba, but they haven't really talked about Maker's Row, and so that's great. And you know, that focus is more on the U.S. to produce. Yeah, because it's it's not easy to find yeah. companies in the U.S. <laughs> yep, for sure. So describe your brand then um, as it is today. Like, what is your brand? How do you pronounce it too? And then be like, how many different buckles do you have? How many different um, colors of belts? For those listening, like, let them know more about what your brand is. Yeah, so we... As I mentioned before, um, I will. I would describe Cecily as timeless, unique, um, but also playful mm-hmm. and personal. Um, we hand sketch all of our all of the buckles. They all start out as uh, pencil sketches, and then uh, we'll digitalize them and do the CAD imaging, um, and. So it's it's very, it is very personal, and all that we pay attention to every single tiny little detail. Um, we have about twenty different buckles. All of the buckles are made in gold, and then a handful of them are also in a matte black color. Um, the black, I had them make a couple black ones, and I brought them to a pop up I did in Charleston, and sold out of all of them. Um, people, it was kind of early winter, and I. I think people really like the monochrome look. So like a black belt with a black buckle um, and actually loved that too and wore that a lot this winter. So now we have, um, gosh, I think five or six belts that also come in black. Um, And then belts, I want to say we have eight different belts that are reversible. So 16 different colors. Um, so it's, it's cool because you get two belts in one. Um, and the idea is that you can, that everything's interchangeable. So you can buy a buckle that you love and then, uh, buy different colored belts, um, to go with different seasons or, uh, just however, different seasons or different looks, yeah. um, or same thing. You can buy one color belt and different buckles. Um, so that's, that's the gist of I love it. And you your um buckles are really cool things. Like there's butterflies. Um I saw like a really cool oyster. Um what else? What's what's your most popular, would you say? The most popular one is the bow. Okay. Um that also see that's I would say that's the best seller. It's also the first one that we came out with. Um, the flowers popular, the the uh, butterfly, the elephant. Some of them are kind of seasonal, like the fox and the horse. I feel like are kind of more fall ish. There's a um, a jaguar. Uh, the the shell. All, it, I didn't sell a lot of shells in the winter. Now I'm selling a ton of the scallop yeah. shells and the oysters and the whale because it's summer. Um, so it it kind of depends, but yes, the the I'd say the best the best seller is the bow. Yeah, it's beautiful. And no. then some of the um, the belts I like because it seemed like you had you know a fun color paired with a neutral on the other side, uh-huh. and you have like pinks and lavenders, and then more like whites and you know a, a gold and all sorts of things. So I really like the versatility in them. Well, thank you. It's not, when I first started this business, I was introduced to the, the 
Pantone color book, which is thousands and thousands of colors. And sitting down and picking those first, we had three belts. So six colors was hard. Yeah. Um, you, you're not just doing green. It's which green are we going to pick? So it's fun. It's really fun, but um, it's hard at the same time. And you hope that you pick ones that other people will like as well. I think you're doing just great. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so what's been your biggest marketing tool um, in launching this business? Like is Instagram, is it word of mouth? Is it these trunk shows like you just mentioned? Uh, both. All, all of the all of the above. I think you nailed the top three. Um, <laughs> we were very, very uh, lucky early on. So one thing strategy that I hoped would work and, and did um, is – in the months leading up to our launch date, I started collecting clothes and jewelry and shoes from other female-owned businesses, small businesses that I really admired. Mm-hmm. Um, and during our first photo shoot, I wore all of those brands and I tagged those women or those female designers in the pictures. And there are probably about 10 brands and two of them reached out to me and they loved the um, buckles and the belts. And um, I ended up just connecting with them. One of them in particular, Sue Sarter, has been such an incredible, um, not just role model, but so incredibly supportive from the beginning. And she offered to um, buy and wear some of our belts when she was in Nantucket for Nantucket by Design. And I looked at the date of Nantucket by Design. I said, huh, I'm actually going to be in Nantucket with my family at the same time. So I I did a bold move and I uh, messaged on Instagram the Poppy Caravan, which is this two incredible women that organized these phenomenal pop-ups in various various cities. Uh, We had just launched about two weeks prior to this, but I reached out to them. I said, hey going to be in Nantucket. And I have this belt business that I just launched. And here's a picture of, here's some pictures. And if you have any spots in your pop-up, I would love to join you. And they said they would get back to me and then they did. And they, they, um, they said I could join them. So that was definitely a pinch me moment. Um, everyone in the family had, I have four kids. So like told my husband, you need to have all four for you know the next three days. Um, and I, my sister was shipping me more stuff from um, Chevy Chase. So I had more inventory and we had a sign made in Nantucket. But, you know, all hands on deck had the greatest time at the first pop up, um, had created, made connections with other entrepreneurs, which I'd say is the best part of these pop-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've just stayed connected with the Poppy Garavan since then. And then uh, these other, um, again, designers yeah. that, and brands that I've met. So that was, that's been huge. And then Instagram, yes, of course, has been wonderful. It was wonderful for that tiny pandemic related business. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that it was such a great, I learned from that, that how, powerful um, Instagram can be for marketing. You have to work at it, but it can be powerful. So um, yeah, that's another great tool that I use today. I like so love that you just said that, that you were strategic about um, 
shooting your images and pulling from other brands and um, women-owned businesses that you love because we do that a lot with uh, my clients. I work in PR. I have a PR business um, and work with a lot of brands. And one of the strategies we always use is when we're doing photo shoots um, to pull from some brand friends because it's just great uh, cross-promotion for both sides. Um, It gives beautiful images and it's just a great way to support other brands and your friends. Um, So I I love that you were strategic like that. And it's it's funny because one of the questions I had on my list was talking about uh, your beautiful images. I've noticed that from the beginning, like your pictures are very well styled and um, they just look beautiful. So I think that's smart for anyone listening that has a business or um, wants to start a brand to think about it that way. Like you did, like that's another tool is those images. Well, yeah. And then I'd, I'd say, you know, pick your, pick your poison and pick where you want to invest your money. For me, I knew that I wanted to invest in, I mean, other than the quality products, I wanted to invest in good photography um, and clothing. And I, I just felt like for me, photography was really important. There were too many brands that I saw online that didn't have great photography. And it, it made me question their, honestly, it made me question the quality of their product, yeah. um, which it sounds terrible, but it's like judge a book by, don't buy judge a book by its cover. We all try not to, but I mean, come on. So um, anyway, I, I wanted to invest in quality photography. So thank you for saying that it, the, the imaging is, um, is important to me and we work hard to, or I work hard to create not just fun photo shoots, but to um, create looks that will accentuate my brand and, and help other people um, feel more inspired to wear belts um, and cinch their waist because everyone should. It's more flattering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you say the greatest challenge has been with your business? Um, you know, it's still a relatively new business, but you've had businesses before. Like, what's the hardest part? Um, the hardest part for me has been... I do it all myself. Mm -hmm. So as hard as it is to do it all myself, I also love that. It kind of goes back to that intrinsic motivation that all of the challenges from creating the website to, to the marketing, to the um, graphic design. It's, I mean, all of it has, I've done all of it. So Mm -hmm. um, it's been hard. It takes time. I'm I stay up till midnight and I wake up till five um, to work on this so that I can, you know, daytime hours are with my family. And um, so that, that part has, it's been hard to balance it all, but it's also been challenging and rewarding. Um, And then uh, communicating with manufacturers and all the uh, inventory just delays from some of the products overseas, that's been a challenge. But again, like, taking a deep breath, um, learning to be patient, pivoting, just trying to stay positive and resilient. Um, that's, it's been challenging at times, but again, all in all, it's been great. Yeah. And I think, you know, anyone who has a brand understands those challenges too. Everyone's facing them right now. And I think, you know, the consumer's a little bit 
um, more understanding these days about it because they get literally everyone's going through it. So I think you have that working on your side at least. Agree. Really. Now, what's something you're really proud of when it comes to business? Like um, you mentioned getting part of the poppy caravan was a pinch me moment, but like, what else are you really happy that you've been able to do with your business? Um, just setting goals and completing the goals. I mean, it's, I'm so um, proud of how far we've come in the past nine months. Um, the amazing places we've, that cities that um, we've visited and the other incredible brands that I've gotten to work with. I mean, it's just sometimes it's, I still am like, wow, I'm in the same space or at the same pop-up with this brand or that brand. It's um, it's all a dream come true. It's all you could hope for um, when you start a brand like this. Definitely. And I had a moment of this. So I'll tell you something funny. <laughs> <laughs> I had a moment this week where I never really look at when people start following Cecily and I, mm-hmm. I rarely check that, but this week <laughs> I happened to check it and it said, oh, Kathy Hilton started following you. And I was like, what? <laughs> he knows about Cecily. So that was a funny, um, pinch me moment. Cause yeah. <laughs> she's so great. <laughs> no, she is great. And I love, I love her style too. But anyway, uh, that's so fun. So, <laughs> Superficial what? thrills. <laughs> <laughs> What's a dream that you have for your business? Like, is it, I don't know, getting into a certain store? Is it, um, you know, dressing a certain celebrity with your belts? Is it getting in a magazine or, you know, what's like one goal that you can share? Oh, gosh. My goals are so short term. I mean, it's kind of. Again, it's like I'm doing all of this for, it's almost for personal growth. It's because I love it. Yeah. It's, I get so much personal gratification from just all of the little things, all the de- designs that we achieve and that people love. Um, I, I mean, I would love to, I, I don't, I don't even know if everything is going so I would, I guess my goal is to keep going. Okay. That's a good one. And to keep creating products that people love and that inspire people. Um, And I want to inspire people to, uh, you know, hyper-personalize your look, Mm -hmm. um, really be yourself. And hopefully these buckles with all the different designs and and the meanings that behind them um, can help you do that. No, that's, that's fair. That's a great, a great answer. Um, but if you had to pick a celebrity or a royal or an influencer to wear your belts, who would you pick? Gosh, the first that comes to mind is, is Kate Middleton. I know other people have said that, but she loves belts. Yeah. Um, so that would be, that would be a dream. I think that's a great answer. I love Kate. She's just stunning. Yes. She has great style. Yes. Um, where do you get ideas for new designs, like new buckles, new colors, um, sort of like what inspires you or who inspires you? Everywhere. I mean, everywhere from 
from nature to wallpaper to, um, I mean, the ideas are always flowing in. Um, initially, I picked some female role models in nature. So some animals that I, I think are very um, inspiring, such as the elephant, who's the matriarch of the family, who who takes care of the herd, who welcomes new elephants, um, the lioness who does all of the hunting and gathering and also nurtures, um, the family takes care of her husband, who the, the, the male line, you think the male line catches all the food, but he, um, he doesn't, he likes to sunbathe under the tree all day. So (laughs) it's, it, and it's kind of woven into various captions and Instagram, but the swan, the whale, um, they all have cool, the, the female swan, female, all these animals, they all have cool stories um, behind them. And I think we can all learn from um, role models or these animals and, and the incredible things that they do in nature. Wow, that is so cool. I never thought of that and I didn't put two and two together, but I think that's so smart. And yeah, that is so inspiring, these majestic animals. And now it's just, I don't know, things that are beautiful. We Actually, we just I just submitted a design last night that's going to be um, a tennis-inspired buckle. So oh. kind of thinking outside of the box now, it's something that I love. So I don't know. We'll see. We're, we're designing a special buckle for a pop-up. Um, I just finished that design last night, too, for a, a pop-up we're doing in the Hamptons um, that's very floral and in nature and um, it's kind of de Gournay inspired. Um, so now just kind of trying to think even more outside the box and trying to be even more creative. Yeah, always keep creating. So since this is the Preppy Podcast, I always ask everyone, what does Preppy mean to you? So how would you describe Preppy? What does it mean to you? Um, I, When I think of Preppy, I think of classic, timeless, clean, clean lines, um, and fun. Yep. That's a yep. great answer. Um, now, we talked a little bit earlier about you know, your photography and how you love to pair it with, um, some of your favorite brands. So can you share any of your favorite brands, uh, to pair with your belts that people can check out? I know obviously Sue's a great one. Anyone else? Yeah. I mean, what's, what's cool about the belt is you can mix it up with high-end brands like Sue or, or Borgo Dinor, Oliphant. Those are where a lot of, uh, Rebecca Taylor, mm-hmm. um, but you can also put the belt on with a dress from Target or from J. Crew, and it can totally elevate your outfit. Just a simple, solid colored dress with a fun colored belt or a neutral colored belt and a buckle can totally change your look. So what's great is that <clears throat> you can really wear uh, the belts with with anything. Yeah, that's great. Those are some um, of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I do love a good suit dress. Um, what is next for your brand? Like any sneak peeks you can share with us? Anything yeah. you're working on? Obviously, you said you have some new buckles that you're kind of brainstorming right now. Yeah. <clears throat> so we just, um, f- we have summer designs that are going to start rolling in. 
Um, a crab is coming. We've got Ooh. a lot of requests for a crab. Especially um, as a Maryland girl. Being from Maryland. So a, a crab is coming. A peacock is coming. Um, I talked about those other ones. We, uh, we started doing some buckles that are inspired by cities. We have a, a Paris buckle <clears throat> that's really cool. It's kind of a coin looking buckle with the, with different um, structures from Paris. Oh. Um and we just, uh, we have a collaboration. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say anything yet, <laughs> but the buckles are, are, should be here in a few weeks. So a, a fun co- collaboration with a brand um, that I love that's coming out soon. Okay. Um, and then we also just finished our first custom buckle for um, a woman in Charlotte who works for a travel agency. Um, and she asked us to design a globe that had, has little planes and boats kind of tiny crossing over the ocean. Um, and then we put a quote on the back of it. Um, it says never stop exploring and being curious, um, in addition to our logo. So it's, it's something that, yeah, we just did that for her and I'm going to let her be the first one to to share photos, but it's awesome. Um, and it's something that we can definitely do for anybody. Wow. That's awesome. I didn't realize you guys could do, you know, and then belt, <clears throat> belts. I'm exploring lots of different textures now. So we have some woven belts coming out this summer, um, and some uh, additional colors. Um, so yeah, always, we're always going to try and come out with some new colors, kind of find the ones that people, gravitate towards the most. And then um, I'm loving exploring all these new, new textures um, from different exotic textures to, again, woven textures or suede's, um, things like that. And then maybe some width changes, maybe. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm so excited yeah. for all these things. The new yeah. buckle sounds so amazing. I, oh, I can't wait to see you. this peacock. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks. It's it's um it's there's a lot of detail i actually had him do it in brass and gold so that the brass is really cool too so that's something that i might start doing um with some of our other buckles oh wow so where can people find you like what is your social media handle your website url that way they can follow along with you they can shop and all that good stuff the website is www.cecily.com so C-E-S-O-L-I, which is, uh, was named after our daughters, Cece, Sophia, and Lily. Oh. Um, and then Instagram is Cecily Belts. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Liz. This was so fun learning more about your brand. Um, and like I said, I'm so excited for these new designs. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media.